I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the last four weeks have all been about uh, the Word, about reading the Word, receiving the Word, um, how the Word is received. And this week will be no different. Uh, It's going to be about that as well. And the reason why this is so important is that until, until you will go there, Until the word becomes precious in your life and and regular and at the same time, regular and precious. Those words don't seem to, but but they do. uh, They do gel until it until it becomes uh, an everyday thing, an important thing in your life. uh, Then you're just. You're right for the pickings from the enemy. You can't grow. You're, you're, you're dependent upon somebody to, to stand in front of you and, and, and prop you up each week. And you know what happens if the, if the proper upper falls? Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple of things that I've always wanted uh, about a church. And uh, <laughs> uh, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not, making any kind of announcement or anything here, all right? But just let me say that when I'm gone, I don't want the church to miss a beat or anybody in it. And that's the way it ought to be. And for it to be that way, the word's got to become important in your life. It, 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 it's gotta, and it's got to find, find good soil uh, when, it, when it lands. Uh, and so this week, we're going to Bountiful. Uh, would you stand with me and let's, let's read one more time. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he had said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And Jesus explained the fourth soil this way. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the, the power and the, and the grace and the life that are in your word, for the, for the mercy that's there. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open to that today. Holy Spirit, come, quicken us, make, make us alive to the things that matter. I pray, Father, that all of the, the worries and the cares that we brought in would just be washed away for this time, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. When the word goes forth, one of four things happens. Some of it falls on the path, and no fruit is born whatsoever. The, the enemy comes and, and steals the seed away. Uh, the birds of the air, the trivialities come and, and steal that which is essential. We, we end up trotting it underfoot, uh, despising the word of God, and nothing happens. No fruit. 
Uh, I don't know how I ended up there. The, the stony ground, the stony ground bears fruit, but not fruit that will last. It's fruit that's very temporary. It's, it's, it, it's, it's fruit that's passing. Uh, you know, the, the, the stony ground, the shallow man, he's the first one off the boat, first one out the door, the first one to, first one to not fulfill their obligation. That, that, the, fir, the first one that you simply... No, okay, yeah, I'm glad you're excited. I know you're not going to follow through on what you just said. Because it's shallow and the fruit doesn't last. Uh, some falls on thorny ground and it bears fruit. But it's not very good fruit. It's not, it's not quality fruit. Uh, we love those who love us. We forgive if we really want to forgive. Or if we really like you. I'll forgive you. I really like you, you know. I'll forgive you because I think you've changed. We, um, we will serve if it's something we really want to do. You know, not, not good fruit. But then there's a fourth type of soil, and that bears uh, this particular uh, version of this parable. says a hundredfold. Uh, some of the others say 30, 60, or 100, but let's go with 100, shall we? It, it, it bears a hundredfold, and it's fruit that will last. It's bountiful, and it, and it produces. Because the seed, the seed is, is potent. It always, it always will bear fruit if it finds the right soil. Uh, Isaiah says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You know, we're, we're blessed in this part of the country. We get a lot of rain. <laughs> and it doesn't always feel like a blessing, but, but it really is. You know, greenest state in the land of the free, I'm telling you people, right here. It's because of, it's of the rain that we get and the, and the lime in the soil. This is, yeah, Tennessee, baby. Mm. Uh, and that's a blessing. I was reading this last week, uh, apparently Cape Town, South Africa. I think it's second largest city in South Africa and uh, several million people living. I think I maybe read four million, three, four million, somewhere around in there. And uh, on April the 13th, they run out of water. Completely. No more water. Nothing. Yeah. We're, we're blessed. It's, it, it's, it's a blessing to have to have the rains. And look, when, it, when it's the word, it, it says it produces seed for the sower and bread for the eater. It doesn't just produce enough for me. It produces enough for me to share. You know, it, 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 doesn't, just, it doesn't just produce enough mercy for me, and I need it, but it produces enough mercy for me to share, enough grace for me, and I need it, but uh, enough to share. So when the word goes forth and it finds good soil, it finds, it finds a, a, a noble, honest heart that will receive it, good fruit gets produced. Now, what, what, what are these fruits? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to mention four of them today. There's, a, there's, there's more. Uh, mercy and, and grace are not two of them that I'm going to be met. I did mention them, didn't I? But, but they're not two that I'm going to be teaching on. But, uh, but, but four, and the first one, the first one is wisdom. Everybody wants wisdom, right? Kinda. 
You know, wisdom and knowledge are, are two different things. And if you've been around, you've heard me, you've heard me uh, share this before. Knowledge can be good or bad. Wisdom is always good, so it's better. I mean, knowledge, knowledge is, is maybe power, but you know, there are some things you're just better off not knowing. How many of you have anything, have perhaps something in your life that you wish you had never seen? <laughs> or you wish you had never known? Yeah. Uh, but wisdom is always good. Wis- wisdom isn't just knowing something. Wisdom is knowing what to do. It's knowing, it's knowing how to act. In Psalm, uh, Psalm 119, verses 98 through 100 say this, Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all of my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. Now, there are some synonyms here. Uh, when we, uh, we understand that the Bible and the Word are w- one and the same, but uh, to, to the psalmist, that would also uh, be commands and uh, uh, precepts and statutes uh, there be a number of th- the law, whenever it says that, it, it's talking about the same thing we're talking about when we say the word or the Bible. And, and, and look, it says, I have more insight than all my teachers. You know, teachers can impart knowledge. Okay. They try anyway. It depends on what kind of soil the knowledge falls on. Yeah. Uh, imparting wisdom is, 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 is a different thing. Teachers, teachers can impart knowledge. Uh, they can't necessarily impart wisdom. Uh, wisdom is something that that you have to receive. That has to be that has to be produced in you by the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and then and then your life living it out. So it doesn't mean that you don't need teachers. You you do need teachers, but if you want insight, you need wisdom. And it says, "I have more understanding than all than the elders." Uh, do you know that you can get old and still not have any wisdom? Just because you, just because you, now living a long time will give you some, some experience. And I, and I think I know some things that I didn't know 20, 30, 40 years ago, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, there, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that I do, but just getting old doesn't necessarily give you wisdom. And so it says, you know, there may be elders who don't have the wisdom that I have because I obey your precepts. I, I, I follow your word. Well, how valuable is wisdom to us? Uh, is it more valuable than money? <laughs> you have to think about that, don't you? You know, because we want to say, oh, yeah, yeah, wisdom's more valuable than money. But when it comes down to what we, to what we would really invest our time in, you know, if, if, there's, if somebody's holding a seminar to, um, to help you get wisdom, yeah. You know, I wonder what else there is to do this weekend. But if somebody is holding a seminar so that you'll get more money, we're all over that, baby. You know, I mean, that's, that's got our, you got my, more money, you got my attention. Because that's the way that works, right? Proverbs 16, 16 says, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight, Rather, rather than rather than silver, um, if 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 the word is rich, if you're rich in the word in your life, okay, if you're rich in the word in your life, then the the power of money fades. I mean, money 
money has power. It, it has power, uh, both for the rich and for the poor. And whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, it won't have you if you've, if you've got the wisdom to word it. You go, well, you know, um, money doesn't have power over poor people. Yes, it does. And think about it all the time. You know, how am I, I, I need this. I, I need that. How am I going to get this? How am I, how am I going to get that? Well, you know, okay, but money doesn't have power over rich people. Yes, it does. They think about it all the time. How am I going to get more? How am I going to keep this? I mean, what if somebody tries to come in and get my money? You think they, they spend any time thinking about that? A lot of time. And yet, what does Jesus say? Don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow or about getting this or about getting... Your heavenly father knows that you need that. Well, I know my heavenly father knows I need that, but, I, but look at my bank account. And so, you know, if, 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 if the word is rich in our lives, then money doesn't have that kind of grip. Speaking of love, which we weren't, but we are now. <laughs> really, the uh, relationships are the most important area of your life. They are the most important area of your life, the most important thing in your life. I, I've got a friend who has a, a business, and I've known him for years, and I've known him when the business was going great, and when the business wasn't going great, and was going great again. And uh, he, he, would, uh, he would say to me, my, my grandfather always used to say, if the only problems you got are at the barn, you don't have any problems. You know, if the only problems you got are what's happening at work, what's happening in the business, that's just the thing. You got problems in the house, you got problems. Then you, relationships, and, and we messed up relationships are chronic in our culture. They're absolutely chronic. Husbands and wives and parents and children and friends and enemies and bosses and employees and uh, students and teachers. I mean, messed up relationships are chronic. It's an epidemic in our culture because people don't know, people don't have the wisdom to engage in healthy relationships. But, but, but the word will help you to grow in that. Here's, here's some instructions. Here's the general instruction. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. How would you like to live in a place where that was what everybody did? I guess you can't imagine it. Let me ask that question again. Maybe nobody heard. How would you like to live in a place where that was what everybody did? Oh, okay, great. How many people can you control doing this? One. Yeah, it's not zero. And it's not two. It's one. And it's you. And you kind of go, well, okay, let's move on to the next one. No. Read this one every day. Let this one become ingrained. In, let, it, let it find some good soil and bear some enduring fruit in your lives. Love, we all know what love is because uh, Forrest Gump knew what love was. And he wasn't a smart man, but 
he probably read the Bible at some point in time. No, I mean, most, most, most people in the world really, I mean, love is a mystery. What, what in the world is it? I mean, love is a many splendid thing. Love is like oxygen. Love is, no, uh-uh. Love is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. If you love somebody, then you're patient with them. You're kind with them. You, uh, you, you don't envy when good things happen to them. You, uh, you, you don't boast. You're not proud. You don't dishonor them. I mean, giving honor to somebody is, is, is giving love. The, uh, my, my, parents, my parents were good parents, and our, our family was a, was a good family. It was stable. I'm thankful. I'm blessed for the heritage that I had. But we weren't warm. We weren't touchy-feely. We weren't, you know, and, and, and many, many people in my generation, uh, like many people in my generation, you know, my, my dad was not the kind to tell me, hey, that's a good job you did there. I mean, we didn't know much about affirming uh, self-esteem was not really high on, on, on the list there. In, in fact, you know, it was usually don't get the big head running. Uh, you know, if I, what, you know, I came in third. Uh, but, uh, the last 20 years of my dad's life, I, I got to be the pastor here and I got to honor him. What a blessing that was. And, and uh, it, uh, I, I'll tell you what, I honored him a whole lot more than I did the first 20 years of my life. But the, the last 20 years of his life, I got to honor him. And, and, and that's, that's, that's part of loving somebody. When you love somebody, you protect them. When you, when you love somebody, you trust, you, you, uh, you hope for them, you persevere. That's, that's what love is. Uh, and on a more practical level, I say a more practical level, you can't get more practical than that. But bosses and employees, you know, maybe you own a business or maybe you're a manager or, or something. Well, uh, the word, the, uh, the word tells you how you're supposed to treat them. What's how this is supposed to be, to be done. Uh, Ephesians 6, 9 says, don't be harsh with them. Don't threaten them. And then in Colossians, it says, provide what's right. Be fair with them. You know, give them, give them an honest wage for, for honest work. If they do a good job, you know, promote them. Do, do what you can. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. When you're, when you're in charge of people. Proverbs 4, 7 should go without saying, but it needs to be said anyway, so the Bible says it. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you got, get wisdom. That's the first thing. That's the that's, that's the most valuable thing you're after. It's that simple. But many despise wisdom, and they're willing to trade it for something else. They're willing to trade it for pleasure. They're willing to trade it for, for money. They're willing to trade it for fame. They're willing to trade it. They're willing to trade it. They're willing to trade it. Get wisdom. Well, why should I read the Word now that I've heard this? I mean, you, you, I heard this, so why do I need to keep reading the Word? Well, I'm going to tell you why. If you, if you don't do this, and everybody who does read the Word on a regular basis, I know one thing that has happened in your life at some point in time. 
There's come a day where you've been reading the Bible, you're reading the Word, and something that you've read 20 times, 50 times, 100 times, is right there. And on that day, in that situation, the Holy Spirit comes in and goes, right there! And you go, yeah, oh yeah. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. I mean, is, is that, yeah. That's why you keep reading the Word. That's, that's why you, you, you keep allowing the seed to be scattered in, into your lives. If the word finds good soil in your heart, then you will reap a harvest of wisdom. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, don't read it for knowledge. Read it for wisdom. Uh, most people, a lot of people read the word for knowledge. They read the word so I can quote this. They read the word so I can, so I can prove that. They read the word so I can say, no, 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 no. Knowledge is okay, yeah, yeah, but don't read it for that reason. Read it to find out how to live. Okay, that's the longest one. The others are going to be quicker. Uh, the, the freedom, that's one of, the, that's one of the, the fruits that is produced when the word comes into our lives. Uh, the eagles, desperado. <laughs> you want me to sing? <laughs> oh well, you know that wasn't big enough. Uh, there's a, there's a line in it that says, "Freedom, ha, freedom." That's just some people talking. You're a prisoner walking to this world all alone. Ah, the wisdom of rock and roll. Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 45 says this, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. In freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from want, freedom from doubt. Freedom. John, in John 8, Jesus says, uh, if you hold to my teaching, then you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And we know that verse and we tend, to, we tend to think of it in terms of once you know what the truth is, you're free. That's not what it says. It says if you hold to my teaching, you'll be my disciple. Then you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you. If you live it, then it'll begin to take root in your life. And along with, along with that, it will, bear, it will bear fruit, and the fruit that it will bear is, is freedom. But what is truth? And Jesus says in John 17, he says, your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Your, your word is truth. Freedom isn't just a myth unless you buy into the world's definition of freedom, which is I can do anything that I want to do. Well, la-di-da. The truth of the matter is most of the things that you want to do will enslave you. Most of the things that you want to do will shackle your life. But if you begin to walk in the, in the word of God, you develop different taste. You develop, you develop a, different, a different taste for life, a different, a different taste for those. See, there were things, before I came to the Lord, when I was in, when I was in my early 20s, my mid-20s, before I, I really gave my life to the Lord, the reason I didn't want to give my life to the Lord was, I want to do this stuff. 
And then when I finally came to the point where I was going, oh, I got to give my life to the Lord. I don't get to do this stuff anymore. You know, I discovered that once I did and began to walk in it, I didn't want that stuff. I didn't want it. He had, he had some better stuff. Some taste and see that the Lord is, is good. If the word finds good soil in your life, it produces a harvest of freedom. And then peace. It'll also produce a harvest of peace. I've got a, uh, a friend that I follow on Instagram, and she posted something this week that I, I think I laughed out loud. I, I know I smiled when I saw it. But uh, what, what she posted was this. I meditate, I burn candles, I drink green tea, and still I want to smack some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's, not, maybe it's not just the meditation that'll get you there, or the, the candle burning, or the green tea, or the essential oils, as essential as they may be. Yeah, And I'm not saying that when the word begins to bear fruit in your life that you won't ever want to smack somebody. I mean, that's not really occurred to me. Punch, yeah. Uh, but uh, Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. Great peace. Nothing, nothing can make them stumble. Jesus encountered his disciples in various situations uh, in life. Uh, storms, uh, fear, in times of great fear, uh, in times of disappointment. Been fishing all night. There's no fish in this lake. Times of grief. Times of doubt. And his first words were almost always the same. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And and you know what? It didn't work. It didn't, the first time he said it wasn't enough for the rest of their lives. They had to hear it again and again and again and again and again and again. And as you read the word and begin to allow it to, to, to bear fruit in your life, you come to understand you aren't ever alone. Ever. Jesus said, I'm with you always. Even, even to the very ends of the, of the earth. I, I, read, I read the news and I get upset. I read the word and I have peace. You know, uh, which, which one should I be reading the most <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you need to know if school's open tomorrow or, or, or something. But, uh, you know, I, uh, how many of you listen to talk radio? Yeah, right. Okay. All right. I'm just going to assume that there's only eight of us here. But one of the things that you'll discover if you start listening to it is that most of it is just... Nothing, 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 nothing. And, and, and the older I've gotten, the more I went, okay, that's enough of that. You know, let me just talk to God for a while. Uh, or, you know, and then if it's 
this is the latest what happened. So-and-so said such-and-such today. You know, I've gotten to where I really don't care because they're going to say the opposite tomorrow. So, da-da. But the word, the word brings, the word brings peace. If the word finds good soil in your heart, then you'll reap a harvest of peace. Don't know if you can use some of that, but you'll reap a harvest of peace. And then the last one is uh, salvation. You can go, whoa, say what? I'm saved. Yeah, you are saved. Peter says that you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. Okay, you were saved when you heard the word and you responded to it and Jesus came into your life and praise God, you're not going to hell anymore. You're going to heaven. And, and that's about all that a lot of believers know about it and basically all that they want to know about it. But do you know that there's a whole lot more to this salvation that you have received? Do you, do you know that it's much higher and much deeper and much wider than anything that you can, that you can possibly imagine? Did you know that you have been brought out of darkness and into light, into marvelous light? Not, not, just, not just some light. Do you know that you have been caused to, to, to be seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places? Is that, is that something that is in your consciousness, something, something that you're aware of? Do you know that God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts so that you cry out, Daddy! Abba, Father, one of the greatest joys of my life, and you know, and he's getting so darn heavy. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to put up with it. But my my uh, my grandson, uh, 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 Bo, you know, will will come to me uh, at the beginning of each service and go, Da. And he came to our house the other day, and I just have to tell everybody this. I may have said it last week, and I'll probably say it next week too. But, but he came into our house a, a couple of weeks ago, and he and his brother were there, and they're going, where's Da? You know, is he asleep? Where is he? I was back in my office, and, and Bo, Bo shouted out, Da's my favorite person. You're my too, little buddy. You know? Yeah. Well, God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart to cry that out. That, that, that is part of the salvation that you've received. Do, 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 you, do you know that, that you've been made an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ? Do, do you know that all things are yours? That's what Paul says over in 1 Corinthians of all places. It's hidden all over the Bible. Do do you know that because God is for you, no one can stand against you? Do, Do you know that nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ our Lord? See, that's our salvation. And if all you know is I'm not going to hell, you're missing some stuff. But if you allow the word of God to come into your life and if it finds good soil, you will reap a bountiful harvest of salvation, which is so much more than most of us know. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear.